Hello, my loves, and welcome to another episode of Love This Bitch. Um, Today, I'm recording this on Halloween, so it will not be coming out on Halloween, (laughs) but happy Halloween nonetheless. So today, to fit with the theme of me recording this on Halloween, I'm going to talk more about the inner critic, which I talked about in the last episode. But this time we're going to talk about how our inner critic likes to play dress up. Yes, sometimes our inner critic wears costumes or disguises because for fun, maybe. (laughs) Or a lot of times this will start happening when you do the things that we talked about in the last episode and you're aware, right, of how you've been talking to yourself and you're starting to be more kind to yourself. So you're not listening to the inner critic as much. And so it, it's very smart. And it's like, hey, how can I get through to her? And one of those ways is to put on costumes. Yes, I know. You have no idea what I'm talking about, right? So what that means is when you have all these negative thoughts about yourself, and instead of thinking, oh my gosh, Lisa, you're such an idiot, explain this already. What are you doing? (laughs) You think, they think I don't know what I'm talking about. They think I'm not good at explaining things. And what am I even on about today? (laughs) So that is the, the inner critic dressing up. When you have those thoughts that are negative about yourself, and it's not you thinking it, right? It's them. It's your parents think, your bosses think, your coworkers think, or just other people, right? Other people think that I'm not smart enough. Other people think that I'm no good at this. Other people think, you know, that I don't have anything worth saying, so they're not listening to me. All these types of things we will beat ourselves up with, and we do it all in that guise of, this is what they think. This is what other people think. And you don't know what other people think. Even if they've told you, you don't know why they came to those conclusions. So all those thoughts are actually what you think, right? Even if you think someone else thinks those things, or even if they've told you, a thought, if that's sticking with you and you're carrying it with you and it's creating, you know, anxiety, pain, sadness, judgment against yourself, that means that you believe those thoughts, that there is something in those thoughts that you are making mean something about you that is negative and that you don't like, but you believe is true. Um, I actually was working with a client recently who'd made a lot of work you know, a lot of progress helping the inner critic to become more supportive and changing the inner critic into that inner cheerleader. And then they realized that they were working in this team of people and all they could think about was this one person judging them. And this one person didn't seem to think that they were a good leader or that they knew what they were talking about and these kinds of things. And it it was like, okay, so there's all these other people on the team that you think are supportive and, you know, follow your leadership and are good with you. 
But it's this one person that you think doesn't that you're focused on, right? And so see, that's your inner critic. That's your brain again, trying to do the thing to keep you safe. It's like, oh, you're going to get kicked out of the tribe. I'm trying to tell you this. And you're like, no, it's fine. I'm okay. And it's like, well, here then, here's an example. This person over here sees the truth. They see what's wrong here, that you're not a good leader, that you're not doing well, that you don't know what you're talking about, right? So that's what it wants to point out and stick to. It's just like how it's always looking for for the negative, for the bad, right? It doesn't help your brain on its mission to just keep you safe, to have, you know, input like everybody loves you. Everything is going well. Things are fantastic. It's like, okay, no, that doesn't help me. Where are the problems? Where are the tigers hiding? This is what I need to know. (laughs) So it's, you know, it's a process training your brain that, you know, it's okay. You can handle it. If a tiger pops out, you're going to be ready you can handle it at that time. You don't have to be constantly looking for bad things and interpreting everything as horrible and out to get you. But part of that process, like I said, or even sometimes just the way different people's brains work, you have that inner critic that you think of as they, right? Like your parents, maybe. If you're, They don't think that I'm successful enough. They don't think I raise my children right. Ooh, that's a good one. (laughs) That comes up a lot. And, you know, not only is this our way of still judging ourselves and beating ourselves up because we don't know what other people think, and it's really just our thoughts, but it creates another level of, of problems for us because we hold other people to these thoughts that they don't even have. And so that affects how we show up with those people, right? When you're thinking, you know, if you do have kids, for example, if you think that your mom's comment that you should only give them five pieces of candy for Halloween means that you're not a good mother and you're not doing it right, (laughs) right? If that's a fear that you have, a belief that you have, um, that you're not a good mother, which many, many, probably all mothers struggle with that thought at some point then you're going to take that comment and make it mean that. And then on top of that, now you've judged yourself. You don't think you're a good mom. But instead of, you know, digging into that, you're also going to be upset with your mother, right? My mother, my parents, they never think I do anything right. They never think I'm good enough. My mom doesn't think that I'm a good mom. I don't do the things that she did or the way that she would have done. And so now you have all these negative feelings towards yourself, and towards your mother. So, you know, when you're interacting with her, how are you going to show up if you think she's sitting there judging you and judging you as a mother, right? So you're judging yourself (laughs) using your mother's alleged thoughts. And now you're upset (laughs) with your mom who, you know, just probably was that. I mean, maybe that's a thought that she has. Kids should only have five pieces of candy, even on Halloween. Doesn't mean that she's carrying on this whole dialogue about how you're a bad mother. Um, It's probably very unlikely that she is, right? And so, you know, here we are now, upset at ourselves, upset at our mom, not showing up, questioning our own ability to parent, and all that negativity that comes with it, right? And all of that from not being able to see that we were judging ourselves and having compassion for ourselves. And working on our belief that we are, in fact, 
in that situation a good mother instead of, you know, beating ourselves up or using other people's alleged thoughts and feelings as a means to beat ourselves up and judge ourselves. So it's very important to not only work on your inner critic when you are just openly telling yourself that you're not good enough, you know, or that you're a failure and you never do anything right. But also notice when you are telling yourself that as someone else, right? <laughs> you're living you're living through their life and and telling yourself all these horrible things about you from their alleged perspective. So notice when you're doing that. Notice, you know, the pain that it's causing you. Notice that it's, you know, causing that reaction and that defensiveness because you believe some part of it. And that doesn't mean that it's true, but it means that you believe it right now. So those are thoughts to identify so that you can do the thought work on those thoughts and change them for yourself because you are the one believing them. (laughs) Even if that person did have those thoughts and believe those about you, it wouldn't bother you, or at least not you know, to any extent that you would dwell on it if you didn't believe it at all, right? Someone comes up to you and says, you know, it's unfortunate how short you are and you're a very tall person, <laughs> right? You would just be like, um, okay, you know, or <laughs> Brooke Castillo, she says a lot. She's like, if someone tells you they hate your purple hair and you don't have purple hair, you're just going to think that they're crazy, right? But If they're saying something that you think is true, then you're going to have that reaction to it, that defensiveness. So whether or not they actually said it, if you're thinking in your mind that they said it, look at that. Look at those thoughts and realize that you're believing something about yourself that isn't true and that isn't serving you. And start to go back, as we've talked about before, and, you know, put those thoughts through thought stairs so that you can take those baby steps and change that thought to one that does serve you and that is more true and beneficial for your life, right? Like, I am a good mother. Okay, maybe you don't believe that, but you could believe sometimes good mothers give their kids more than five pieces of candy, right? There are good mothers in the world that do that, right? That's the first, that's the first thought from I'm a bad mom to there are good moms who do whatever it is that you are judging yourself for. Be aware when that's happening. Be aware that it's not something that it's not happening to you. There aren't these people out there judging you, this audience of they actually saying these things. It's in your mind. And, you know, identify those thoughts and start to question them and pull apart those strings and loosen that hold on you because, you know, It's beating you up. It's making you feel bad. It's affecting your relationships with those people and even with other people, right? If you start thinking back to our original example that your your mom doesn't think you're a good mom and she's judging you, then you'll start looking, you know, for that in other people as well. And then it'll become they think that, right? So be aware when your inner critic is playing dress up and it's disguised as other people. A lot of people carry around stories about themselves in their mind, but in that voice of other people. I worked with a client who was super smart and successful. And, you know, there were a lot of big things that she wanted to do. But she had this belief that because she, you know, 
was very athletic as well and had grown up very successful in athletics that people thought that she was a dumb jock and that's how they looked at her. And so, you know, she really struggled with that identity. People think I'm a dumb jock and people think I can't do this or, you know, I have to prove to them that I am more than that. And so that was something that we had to work on because that was all her own thoughts, right? She was thinking that. She thought she had to prove herself. She thought that she wasn't smart enough. And so we identified those and worked through those to help her see that because, you know, the truth was those judgments and those thoughts were holding her back because she believed them, not because anyone else believed them. So it's very important to be aware when you're doing that and notice that so you can work on those thoughts and also work on, you know, those relationships and the thoughts that you're having about other people and how, you know, you're showing up with them as well. And I think, you know, we've talked about that. That happens a lot in the parent-child relationship, for sure. Um, We have a lot of things in our mind that we think our parents think about us. (laughs) But it really just comes from a misinterpretation of, you know, how much they care about us and they want what's best for us. And many times they have pushed the ideas that they think are best on us very strongly. And so we end up believing that anything outside of those specific ideas is a failure. And so we're a failure and we're not good enough. Um, When the truth is that our parents just wanted us to be happy and they just thought that those were definite ways to be happy. So, you know, examine those thoughts, the they's, you know, if it's your parents, it could also be your partner. Like my partner thinks I should do this. My partner thinks I should clean the house more that I'm not contributing or, you know, those kind of things. Why are you having those thoughts, right? Are they true? What is it that you believe about them that's causing you to carry those thoughts with you? Because even if someone does say something um, to you, like, I don't think you're cleaning the house enough, for example, um, that's only going to bother you, again, if there's some part of it that you think is true or if you're making it mean something about you, right? It could be like completely not true. Like I clean the house, you know, three times a week. It's perfectly fine. But you believe on some level that it's not enough, right? That you should be doing it every day of the week. And so even though part of you knows it's not true, there's an underlying belief related to it that is true or you know, you're thinking, I'm just not good enough. No matter how many times I clean it, it's not clean enough because I'm no good, right? So it might not be the exact thing that the person's saying or that you think they're saying, but there's some, there's some truth to you in there that you're believing that is in fact untrue and is causing you that pain. So I encourage you all to start noticing that this week when your inner critic is dressed up as someone else and really start questioning those thoughts and what is it about them that you believe. And then once you've identified that, take that through the thought stairs and realize, you know, that those thoughts aren't true. It's not true that other people are thinking them about you, most likely, and they're not true for you. So it doesn't matter if anyone else was thinking them. So I encourage you to start that process. It's very freeing. 
And it takes that, you know, the things that we learned last week just about our inner critic a step further to help clear that out and to start having that kinder relationship with yourself so that you can, you know, have compassion and truly see yourself, you know, the amazing things about you and then the parts of you that maybe they aren't so amazing, but you're a human being and we all have those parts, right? So being able to see yourself clearly that the good, the bad, the total package and that you're a a human being that has value and not getting into all the negative narratives that you have about yourself or that you think others have about you and living in those stories that aren't true and are causing you pain. And if you want help with this process, if you want one-on-one support, examples from your own life and how to work through them, please reach out to me. I have three-month and six-month one-on-one coaching packages right now. It is a life-changing experience. And I say that because that's what I experienced with my coach and that's what my clients experience. Being able to turn your inner critic into an inner cheerleader, it changes everything. It changes you know, how you interact with yourself, how you interact with others, and how you show up. And that allows you to be happier and healthier and to experience more of the good things that are happening in your life as well as create more of those positive results that you're wanting. So please put this into practice. Reach out to me if you want to do the one-on-one deep level work. And I would be so happy to, to work with you and do that. And even though, again, I know it's past Halloween, I hope you had a lovely Halloween. And I definitely hope that you ate more than five pieces of candy. <laughs> um, have an amazing day, loves, and just... Be nice to yourself, okay? Be good to yourself. Love you. Talk soon.